Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is cleft lip. The nurse hands you your newborn daughter after cleaning her up. As you look at her precious face, you realize there's a split in her lip that goes almost to her nose. You ask the doctor what happened, and he says that she has a cleft lip. Why did this occur? What impacts will it have on your daughter? Can it be fixed? A cleft lip is when there's an opening or split in the upper lip. A cleft palate is an opening or split in the roof of the mouth or palate. Some individuals have only one of these, whereas others have both. It's the result of the facial structures not fusing correctly in the developing fetus, which is supposed to occur during the second and third months of pregnancy. It's one of the most common birth defects. It can happen on its own or is associated with other inherited genetic conditions. In most cases, the exact cause is never identified. Boys are more likely to have a cleft lip with or without a cleft palate. Girls usually have a cleft palate without a cleft lip. The main symptom is the noticeable split in the lip or palate or both that affects one or both sides of the face. The split can be a small notch in the lip or extend to the bottom of the nose. If the separation affects only the palate, there won't be any external evidence. A less common form is when the cleft occurs only in the soft palate muscles located in the back of the mouth and covered by the mouth's lining. This is known as a submucosa cleft palate. Since it's not noticeable, it's not usually diagnosed right away. Symptoms of this type include difficulty with feedings, difficulty swallowing, liquids or foods coming out of the nose, a nasal speaking voice, and chronic ear infections. Certain factors can increase the risk of having a baby with a cleft lip or palate. One that isn't controllable is having a family history of the disorder. Others are modifiable and include women who have diabetes, are obese, smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, or take certain medications during pregnancy. Children with cleft lips or palates have a variety of challenges to overcome. Each one depends on the severity and type of cleft. One of the most problematic is feeding challenges because a cleft palate can make sucking difficult. For babies with only a cleft lip, it's not as much of an obstacle. Babies with a cleft palate are also more likely to have fluid in the middle ear, which results in frequent ear infections and can lead to permanent hearing loss if not corrected. If the cleft goes through the upper gum, it can impact tooth development. Since the palate plays a vital role in speech, a cleft can affect normal speech development. Children with cleft lips and palates often have social, emotional, or behavioral problems because of their different appearance. The primary goal of treatment for a cleft lip or palate is to increase a child's ability to eat, speak, and hear normally. The other purpose is to have as normal facial appearance as possible. To achieve both of these, surgery is required. For a cleft lip, the repair is done within the third and sixth months of life. 
a cleft palate repair is completed by the 12th month of life. Any follow-up surgeries are done between the age of 2 and late teen years. Surgical techniques vary, but for a cleft lip repair, typically a surgeon makes an incision on both sides of the cleft to create flaps of tissue that are then stitched together. This often includes lip muscles as well. This should produce a more normal lip appearance, structure, and function. If the child needs a nasal repair, the initial procedure is usually completed at the same time. The repair for a cleft palate is very similar. If there is concern about a child having a buildup of ear fluid, they may need to have ear tubes placed. Other treatments include learning feeding strategies, speech therapy, monitoring for tooth development, hearing aids, orthodontic adjustments, and psychological therapy. For parents, it's critical not to blame yourself. This doesn't mean not acknowledging your emotions of feeling sad, upset, or overwhelmed. It's vital to find support and focus on helping your child. Part of this is thinking of your child as a person rather than concentrating on the cleft. You can do this by pointing out their positive qualities that don't involve physical appearance while helping them gain confidence by allowing them to make decisions, encouraging positive body language, such as holding their head up and smiling, and letting them know that they can talk to you if they're feeling upset or being teased. In many cases, cleft lip or palates can't be prevented. However, there are steps you can take to reduce the chances. If you have a family history of the disorder, it's vital to receive genetic counseling before getting pregnant. If you're planning on becoming pregnant, talk to your doctor about your risk level and what you can do to mitigate it. During pregnancy, take prenatal vitamins and don't use tobacco, alcohol, or other substances that could potentially harm your baby. Having a child born with a cleft lip or palate can be devastating initially. However, with the correct treatment and support, your child will have a happy and healthy life. If you have any questions or concerns about cleft lip or palate, please speak with your doctor. If you'd like more information, please visit the March of Dimes Cleft Lip and Palate page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.